Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Today, a focus on a profession that often goes unappreciated, but not overlooked. Many people desire to fill this position, but few understand the difficulty of being a pastor of a local church. Here in Jacksonville, your radio station sponsored a pastor's appreciation luncheon today, and we're bringing on a few of the major sponsors and a few of the local pastors so you can hear all their stories. But first, a few minutes with Alexis Kimball from our very own radio station. Alexis, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim, for having me. All right, so we want to talk about this event that you guys are holding today, the Pastors Appreciation Luncheon. Why do you guys do that? So it's just a day to give back. It's a day of fellowship and encouragement for the pastors. This is our sixth one, um, and it's just really such a special day because they can all come and just really celebrate each other and themselves, and it's just a day for us to thank them for all that they do because we feel that they often get overlooked. Um, so we provide, you know, a great program, a wonderful free lunch, and they can just fellowship and relax and enjoy a couple hours of just being celebrated. So talk about the kind of impact that you guys have. How many pastors do you guys get out? Um, usually it's from like three to 350 every year. Um, so it's great to see you know, everybody come out and just really and you know, enjoy the day and get to know one another and thank each other for all that they do every day. And, and how is that representative of how many pastors there are in Jacksonville? How many churches are in Jacksonville? Um, I think there's something like 8,000 churches in Northeast Florida. It's crazy. Um, so I know, you know, we can't serve, super serve all of them. And this is kind of a way that we try. I mean, obviously on the radio, we do our best to spread the good word and obviously make an impact. But for something like this, um, you know, we're growing every year. So, you know, if we can touch one pastor, of course, then that makes a difference. So so talk about your keynote for this year. Who who gave the keynote today at the Pastors Appreciation Luncheon? Daryl Strawberry. So former MLB great. And, and uh, you're hearing a lot of things about he and his wife. They recently wrote a book together, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, he had a lot of, um, he went through a lot of trials during his career, both personal and, um, you know, in baseball. And he's overcome a lot and he found God through it all. And I really, you know, I really think the pastors enjoyed hearing, you know, hearing his his take on it and, and how he found the Lord. And it was really, I read something that said, like, you know, he knew he was going to, he was going to die if he didn't find Jesus. Wow. Like, he was in a bad place. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the luncheon. It's so fabulous. I, I can't. I, I, I'm excited that Daryl Strawberry was able to share that today. So let's talk about it. you guys. Bring in pastors. You serve them a phenomenal lunch, and you also have exhibitors that come and sponsors that sponsor the event. What, what, what's your hope? Are you trying to provide uh, pastors with new resources? Why do you have all these uh, exhibitors there? So it's a completely free day for the pastors. So our sponsors are a way that we can provide this free day to the pastors. Um, they help us fund it. They support it. Obviously, we bring in great keynote speakers. Um, so this is a way for, yes, to connect our, our sponsors who are aligned with our mission and who want to give back to the pastors just by being there and by supporting them and sharing in this day. But also, obviously, like, you know, we want them to 
to use them for their services and their products and to just connect like-minded people to do business together, um, you know, when when needed. But, I mean, more than anything, our sponsors want to be there to support them. I mean, it's so great. And, and since October is Pastor Appreciation Lunch, it's so great that you guys and your radio station group actually do that you're just lifting up pastors and going, we love you, we appreciate you, you're speaking truth into our lives, and we wanted to honor you with this day, the Pastors Appreciation Luncheon. Why don't you give a shout-out to our audience for all the stations that you guys have? Yes, so, oh, well, how long do we have? (laughs) Just kidding. Um, We actually have seven formats. So we have Talk 100.3. Of course, you're listening to The Truth, 91.7, 91.9, 91.3 on one of those frequencies. We have um, Jacksonville's Real Country, 94.1. We have Praise 107.9, Jacksonville's Gospel, Leading Gospel Station, um, Talk uh, News Talk, WBOB AM 600, The Promise, 100.7, Contemporary Christian, and Sunny 102.3, which is an oldie station. Wow. I mean, you guys are really, really busy. And I know you're in charge of sales, and really you get involved in operations, but as a Jesus follower in the radio world, how do you see your faith playing out each and every day as you manage people, as you encourage people, as you sell? How do you see your faith playing out? Oh, Jim, it's amazing. Um, I see it every day on such a, a large level and even, you know, a very small level in a, in a daily basis. Um, you know, just the stories that we hear from listeners about how a song that we play, you know, changed their life or saved their marriage or saved their life, really, um, you know, to sponsors and clients and business partners just thanking us for what we do and want to be, you know, want, they want to be aligned with our mission um, and really get behind how we serve the community. You know, we have not-for-profits that we do here locally and um, in other cities helping, um, you know, youth that are in Section 8 housing. We have other ones that we, you know, tag along to and donate. So, um, you know, we try to do a lot to the commu- in the community and give back as much as we can. So everybody that supports us and advertises with us and, um, you know, supports the, the truth as an underwriter is, they're all part of our mission. Well, Alexis, it, what an amazing day you guys held for the pastors of Jacksonville. Everybody, as you're listening on The Truth, on all three, whether you're in St. Augustine, Folkestone, Georgia, or in Jacksonville, Florida, or on Talk 100.3, just know that Alexis Kimball's working behind the scenes to provide you phenomenal programming and to lift up your local pastor. And since it's already too late to invite your pastor or let him know about Pastors Appreciation Lunch this year, let him know next October 2020. There's another Pastors Appreciation Luncheon, and they need to be in attendance. Alexis Kimball, thanks for being an I work for him. All right. Thank you, Jim, for having me. All right. Bye-bye. That was great talking with Alexis today. Now we're going to talk with one of the major Pastors Appreciation Luncheon sponsors. we got Miko Page with Live the Life. Miko, welcome back to I work for him. Thank you for having me back, Jim. All right. So you represent Live the Life. What is it all about? We are a nonprofit that helps to strengthen marriages and families, and we do three things. We help churches either establish or grow self-sustaining, highly effective marriage ministries. We promote and support their programs that they have in their church. And number three, we offer a marriage intensive program for couples in crisis called Hope Weekend that has over an 80% success rate, even with couples that have already started uh, filing for divorce. Wow, that's powerful. And they can find it online at livethelife.org. Is that what it is? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so why did Live the Life decide to be a major sponsor for the Jacksonville Pastors Appreciation Luncheon? 
Very simply, we love pastors and want to be able to support them. And so being a, one of their, their major sponsors was a no-brainer for us. And uh, we participated with them in previous years and uh, just could not wait to do it again this year because we want to help unburden the pastor and unleash lay leaders within their church through marriage ministry. And it is so powerful. Marriage ministry is something that is so desperately needed in today's world. And we need to encourage marriages because marriages, when they're strong, they build strong communities. So what's your pastor's name at your local church? His, my local church is Celebration. My pastor is Stovall Weems. All right. So so what is it you appreciate most about Pastor Stovall? I think it would have to be his sincere heart and love for Jesus, along with his transparency and authenticity. It oozes out of him. Mm. And that authenticity <laughs> from the pulpit is encouragement to you because you can see that Pastor Stovall is actually a, like a, he's a real person. He really is. And he shares his real life with his congregation. So talk to me about Celebration Church. What other really cool stuff's going on besides Live the Life, which you guys are operating out of there, right? You guys uh, help them with their marriage ministry? Yes, absolutely. We do. We uh, in multiple campuses. The church also is very engaged in outreach ministry, international missions. So wherever there is a need, we seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. All right. So give a shout out to your pastor and tell him how much you appreciate him. Pastor Stovall Weems, the Page family are so blessed to have you as our pastor. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your um, unconditional love and service that you and your family provide. Nico Page with Live the Life. Thanks for being a, a, a major sponsor for the Pastors Appreciation Luncheon, for being there for Jacksonville and for encouraging marriages. Miko Page, you are definitely an I work for him preferred partner. We love you. Thanks so much, Miko Page. It's our pleasure. Thank you, Jim. As we celebrate pastors today, because of the Jacksonville Pastors Appreciation Luncheon, that's already happened. But we wanted to talk to some people who were in attendance today and some people right there in Jacksonville, Florida, who have a lot to celebrate. And today we get a chance to talk to a couple of pastors and a couple of sponsors. And we've already talked to one spot, but now we're going to talk to Pastor Monica R. Hooks. Ministry name is called Worship Worldwide Ministries, but she's got a radio program three nights a week on Praise 107.9. It's called Standing in the Gap. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night from 11 at night till 1 a.m. Monica R. Hooks, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. All right, so talk to me about this radio program that you're doing from 11 at night to 1 o'clock in the morning. Do you get to pre-record that? Is that live on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights? It is absolutely live. We wanted people to know that God loves them so much that has has us working that late and worshiping that late to be with them, to literally stand in the gap for them and with them. So many people at that time of night are up either because they have a late night shift or they are up because they can't sleep. They're up because they're trying to take care of someone or they're up because they need to be taken care of themselves. So we get to stand in the gap and present the message, the music and the ministry of prayer together. 
I love that, and I love the fact that you're on on live so people can interact with you. I love that. That's fantastic. All right, again, we're talking with Monica R. Hooks. That's that radio program she's got is on Praise 107.9 there in Jacksonville, standing in the gap Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, 11 to 1. So, Monica, talk to me about how long have you been a pastor? Since 2007. Okay. And so the, your radio program is, is called Standing in the Gap. Tell me why the name, Standing in the Gap. Absolutely, from the Lord. No joke at all. I had gone through some health issues during my latter part of the ministry up until now and endured 14 surgeries plus, and God got me through all of that. And I noticed that a lot of people I had been there for were not there for me, and God told me to use that not to become bitter, but to become better, a better version of myself, and to literally stand in the gap for others who felt that way or needed someone to be there for them the way that I did. Wow, I love that. And and when you really look at it, I mean, that's what Christ said so many times. I mean, he came to stand in the gap for us uh, yes. to, to fill that gap. And and that's and so you're just trying to represent what Christ did for us. So that's all. as let's say so on Sundays, where do you go to church? Sundays, I get to go to one particular place, but I also get to visit different places because we open, we actually let people know the kingdom doors are open at every broadcast. And then we want to be able to let people know about different churches in their areas and other areas, have ministry daughters and sons throughout the United States, as well as West Africa, West Indies, and other places as well, as far as as far as colleagues. And so we want people to know that we have gone to certain places when they're looking for a church themselves. So talk to me about your life and, and your role as a pastor. What's the what's the greatest part of your job as a pastor? The greatest part is that I get to serve God and I get to serve people. I get to be an invitation of salvation to so many others, and I get to do it on a plain and even playing field to show people that pastors are not above them and that we also, all of us, are just human, that we have two conditions in com- coming. What? We Wait a minute. A- You're saying pastors are human? What? what? Yeah, pastors are human, sometimes with myself a little less. And, you know, God can choose the least to do some of the best work. But, yeah, we let people know that we are all of a sinful condition and we all have a Savior and access to that Savior. Mm, amen to that. All right, so what's the toughest part about being uh, the job of being a pastor? The same two things that are the greatest. I get to serve God, and I get to serve people, and serving God requires a lot of sacrifice and some suffering, but the joy is still overwhelmingly more than anything else. Serving people can be that same challenge as far as the limitations that we have and not knowing how to comprehend God's great love and serving people who have been within a certain training. I don't like to say under or at the feet of because we teach on standing in the gap that you sit at the feet of no one but Christ, because if you sit at my feet too long, you will see I'm going to need a pedicure every now and then. (laughs) But you know who never needs a pedicure? That's Jesus Christ, because Jesus is perfect. 
So let's just explore this this whole thing. You know, October is Pastors Appreciation Lunch or, or right. uh, is month. Pastors Appreciation mm-hmm. Month. I always want to say lunch because that's what we had today. Okay, so right. it's Pastors Appreciation Month. How important is appreciation to you, Pastor Monica R. Hooks? It's appreciation is needed because myself and a lot of other pastors, more pastors are doing what they're truly called to do. And instead of from the worldly view, they're really serving and loving the people. It's needed because we pour out so much because we want to, we need to. It's our calling and purpose. And so that encouragement is needed back sometimes. But also, as I'm talking this over with God uh, this morning, also in appropriate ways to appreciate us, not to hold us up in a hierarchy because only God is high and lifted up. Amen. Not to place not to place us up on a pedestal because only only items of display are supposed to do that. People can't live on displays. Only items can sit there. We would definitely fall. But just to let us know, you know, thank you for that word here, there. Thank you for being there for me because we don't do it for that reason. But those gratitudes, that appreciation and say thank you does help sometimes to keep us going. Mm. You know, I've heard from a lot of other pastors that we've interviewed right here on I Work For Him that that loneliness can sometimes uh, come into play. Do do you ever feel lonely in in the ministry? Sometimes. What? (laughs) All the time. All the time. Because even those who are married, I'm not, but those who are married also experience that there are just some things that God calls us to do. There's some things God places on our hearts and within our spirits that no one is going to understand except God and even us. Sometimes we don't understand it immediately, but we know we just have to get things done. So it's a lonely walk but you're not alone because Christ is very, very present. And again, mm. it's it's just worth it. Very, very cool. As we're talking today with Pastor Monica R. Hooks, today we got to meet at the Pastor's Appreciation Luncheon put on by, it. it it's the, the Delmarva group of radio stations, but really it's it's the uh, it's the truth, it's the promise, and so many other radio stations where we want to highlight and thank the pastors right here in Jacksonville, Florida. So, Monica, here's here's my question for you. Uh, we talk to a lot of people from all over the country, and this is a pretty common pretty common theme. When people become Christ followers, they think, well. In order for me to be significant in my kingdom, in the kingdom of God, that I need to quit my job, go to seminary, go to Bible school, and become a pastor or go to work in a church. But that's not true, is it? No, that's not true at all. And I've learned that, especially being a woman in ministry, being African-American in ministry, going through health issues still in ministry, that we get to pastor our positions. We get to quarterback our positions that God is coaching us through. So it doesn't matter how we are called, especially when I see people come to me and they say, you know, I'm called, and they'll say, brother, they'll say to the ministry. And God's always told me to ask them which ministry, because they say gospel as if it's some earthly hierarchy. And we're all called to do the gospel in more ways than preaching, than pastoring. Whatever position God has called us Two, that's the ministry that we are to do, whether it's civilian, secular, military. We're supposed to do that with the love of Christ. So how, I mean, 
this is a conversation that a lot of people really struggle with. So just speak to the listener directly about that whole, hey, I feel called to the ministry. Uh, because there are so many people out there in the marketplace. There's so many people out there in workplaces like healthcare and government work, military work, uh, educational work that mm-hmm. are truly called to those places. Talk to right. them about the significance of the ministry. And you got like 45 seconds. Okay, it's within the purpose, that thing that when you wake up in the morning and you feel you have to do this no matter what you are already doing, that is that purpose God has placed within you. And you can do that ministry God is calling you into without the four walls of an edifice known as a church building. You are the church wherever you are as a part of the body of Christ. And so if God is telling you to do education, great. If God is telling you to do military, great. But if God is not and it's just the people, that is not enough to sustain you through it all. Mm. Those are powerful words spoken by Pastor Monica R. Hooks. Check her out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights on The Promise at 107.9, Standing in the Gap. Monica R. Hooks, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your life today, a little bit of your story. And we appreciate you. We appreciate the ministry that you get to do each and every day. We appreciate your impact on the kingdom. Thank you, Monica. Thank you as well, and your wife, Mrs. B. Tell us say hello. Today we celebrate the Pastor's Appreciation Lunch in Jacksonville, Florida. Put on by the Delmarva Group of radio stations. That's stations like The Truth, Talk 100.3, The Promise, and so many more. I know there's a country station there too, but I'm not talking about that on on The Truth. Can't do that. So, But what we're doing today is we're highlighting, that's meant to be funny, we're highlighting a couple of sponsors that sponsored the Pastors Appreciation Lunch, and we got a couple of stories from a couple of local pastors. Right now, we're talking with Jennifer Hendry and Chris Hone. These guys both own and manage Crossview Realty right there in Jacksonville. Jennifer and Chris, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank Thank you you for having us. All right, no problem. Okay, so uh, which one of you started first at Crossview Realty? Do you guys come together as couples and do it right away? So Jennifer, answer that question. So we actually created it together. Uh, Chris was in general real estate. I worked new construction. And when God kind of said, time to make a change, I asked him if he wanted a business partner. He said yes met with our spouses and I left my job, started in real estate. And then we, uh, you know, took the time to figure out the name. And then about four months later, we actually, uh, Crossview Realty was born. So So. Chris, talk to us about Crossview Realty. What is your specialty within the real estate world? Wow. Specialty right now, many, um, you know, as, as a business owner, obviously wear many hats and right now with a new company, um, and Crossview Realty, still being pretty young as far as that goes. Jennifer and I are still doing quite a lot of the day-to-day tasks around the office, but you know we're still both selling real estate. We are managing agents. We are recruiting agents. We are running a business. So lots and lots of fun every single day, um, but it is fun. So let's talk about your local church. Chris, where do you go to church? So I'm at Celebration, uh, which is a uh, just a you know it's a Jacksonville-based uh, church, and uh, they have a few campuses here. All right, and uh, Jennifer, what about you? I go to Christ Church. Oh, and love it. <laughs> isn't that a long drive? Like, like isn't that in Australia, Christ Church? <laughs> uh, yeah, you think so? No, it's uh, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Okay, so Jennifer, you first. What is your pastor's name? The main Jason pastor. Jason Collum. Jason Collum. Okay. Yep. And what do you appreciate most about Jason? 
He's so real. Um, he's down to earth. You, when you meet him out and about, he doesn't, you know, portray himself as up. I'm above everybody else. And he's not afraid to be real. I just, I just really admire his heart for God and for helping the community and, you know, the congregation and everybody else. Hmm. And Chris, you said you're going to Celebration Church, and we had Miko yes. Page on earlier on the show today, and she goes to Celebration Church. Tell, tell us about your who's your who's your favorite pastor from Celebration Church because we know that it's a huge church. Who <laughs> who do you consider your pastor? Yeah, I was going to say you can't ask me to say favorites because what if somebody else is listening? Oh, so, okay, okay. I apologize. Let me rephrase the question: Who's the pastor you would like to highlight today? <laughs> Well, we'll just talk about Stovall Weems, the, uh, the the head pastor of Celebration Church, and uh, you know, obviously, the question about what I like most about him. Um, I just no, not what you like, mo- a- not what you like most about him. What you appreciate most about him? All right, appreciate. I do appreciate the fact that he has a big heart for people, um, and uh. Just people around the city has a heart for Jacksonville as a whole. He's really trying to focus on bringing other churches um, kind of into a church family, trying to unite, if you will, the city. And um, I just really appreciate that vision that he has and uh, the fact that he's going out there and trying to get boots on the ground to really bring the church back together as a whole to unify us. Mm, I like that. So how does Pastor Stovall encourage you to live out your faith in your work each and every day well we do have some uh we have some business type of uh, i don't know if classes or whatever you will at celebration itself different groups where uh you know business owners come together and they've been very passionate about that for a number of years and so with that, I've had the opportunity to meet other business owners at church and hear guest speakers come in and talk about not only their business, but, of course, how Christ influences their business and how you know Christ being at the center of their lives has really helped catapult their business in the community and you know, with that foundation really helped them become successful. Hmm. Now, back to you, Jennifer Hendry. You go to Christ Church. Your pastor— um, talked about what I know you already said what you appreciate most about your pastor, but how does your pastor encourage you to live out your faith and your work as you and Chris and your spouses all run Crossview Realty? Well, right now we're in the middle of a, actually towards the beginning of a Nehemiah series at the church, and oh, it's absolutely amazing. And I think just how he dives deep into things, and it's it's about not everybody's the same. You're given different gifts. And you're given different ways of handling things and different situations. And I think what he does so great is to help people understand where they came from, what their gifts are, and how to utilize them the best to glorify God. So talk to me about how then, as a realtor at Crossview Realty, how does your faith shape your work as you and Chris, do do your spouses, are they actively involved in in the real estate firm as well? They are. Okay, um, so my So you got yeah. the four of you you got the four of you doing this. You guys have a business tree together. How does your faith, Jennifer Hendry, shape your work as a realtor? So when it's obviously very important, name being Crossview. Um and so we started there and then we decided about a year ago to officially make it 
known. So we create a mission statement. Um, I'll read it to you. We're a Christ-centered company dedicated to helping people with their real estate needs while upholding the highest level of integrity. And anytime we make decisions, we're going back to that. Um, is it uh, a system that we're using? Is it an agent that we're recruiting? Is it a customer that, that we're dealing with? Is it uh, a disagreement between the two families and how we're going to, you know, decide which direction that we're going to go wait, and still wait, love each wait other a minute, day wait, a minute, wait a minute you guys have disagreements <laughs> oh, not yet never not have yet. but if we do we're going to christ okay so if you have a, a disagreement you're going to use a matthew uh solution for for approaching uh okay now really chris seriously you and jennifer and the, the four of you i mean two couples working together closely trying to make a living um in a market that's always up and down it's always different every year it seems like the the market in florida for real estate is different how do you guys work through conflict jennifer you first how do you guys work through conflict i think the biggest thing is we all made the decision to be honest and open with each other and not take offense to it so when we meet we always start with praying and uh, just for us all to be open and listen to it. And we try not to gang up on anybody. Always, you know, if if everybody's on one page except for one person, how do we help them get to where everybody else is or talk through it? Just trying to actually stop and listen to them. And maybe they're seeing it from a different angle and nobody else was. And that's, you know, a really good point. And it changes everybody's decision. So giving each person the chance to talk um, without being interrupted and truly caring and listening and trying to see, Hey, is my decision really not, or my thoughts really not the right one. So I think that's really what it is. Open communication, not getting your feelings hurt and being willing to admit, you know, wow, my, my thoughts really weren't the best. It's good to be able to come to that conclusion on your own without somebody having to draw you a picture for sure it's, as well. So Chris, what about you? When you look at mm-hmm. when you look at a partnership, a partnership of four people, but really just two couples in a partnership, how did you I mean cuz that's one of those things the Lord says, now be very careful about your partnerships. How mm-hmm. how did you make sure that this is what the Lord wanted you to do? Right. Well, there were definitely circumstances and signs leading up to just the initial decision to become a partnership. But like Jennifer mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we met on a married couple's missions trip. We did not know each other prior to that. I believe that God was setting something up, you know, many years ago, uh, maybe seven, eight, you know, years ago, whatever it was. And that's what I tell people. Crossview Realty was born in the mission fields of Costa Rica. And so as we started to look at this, you know, prior to committing and prior to forming a partnership in a and a business, we obviously went to the Lord in prayer. We sat down, each family together, you know, had, had multiple conversations and meetings and uh, just really starting with God at the center, you know, God being the foundation, our faith, Christ being what we all had as a foundation of our lives to begin with, even before we even, you know, started this business. So as the business was born, uh, Christ was always first for both couples. And I, we always tell everybody, Jennifer and I, this should not work. I mean, you know, 50, 50 partnership between just two people, uh, Jennifer, myself, it's crazy to think that something like that would right. work. And everyone we talked to said, don't do it, it's going to fail. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, we're talking with Jennifer Hendry and Chris Hone from Crossview Realty. These guys, along with their spouses, sponsored, were one of the major sponsors today for the Jacksonville Pastors Appreciation Lunch. And, and it was such a great opportunity to honor 
local pastors and let them know how much we appreciate the work that they do. Jennifer, you are a real estate ministry professional. You help people buy real estate, sell real estate, and manage real estate. How do you make sure that you keep Christ at the center of what you're doing? And what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? I mean, maybe you give us an example of an opportunity you've had to minister to a customer. Yeah, so on a day-to-day basis, it's waking up in the morning and, and always having the right attitude and, and starting off with prayer. Um, I have a sign on my desk that I read, and it says, this is not my company. This is God's company. May every decision made be God's will and the direction for Crossview. May he bring the right people and opportunities to Crossview and close the doors on those not of his desire. And, you know, just kind of always going back and thinking about that. And then that way, when you when you lose out on something, you're not disappointed, but it gives you the opportunity to focus on moving forward. Who else can I talk to? Because it's not just the customers we work with. It's the agents that we work with. Right. It's, um, it's, so, it's so much more. I think it's everything you touch. It's the vendors that you talk to. It's the connections that you have, the phone calls. And so many people have a bad taste in their mouth for agents out there. So if we can turn it around and make a difference and let them see, wow, this person really cares about me and is not caring about the money that follows. Um, you know, they're, they're focused on me and building a relationship and forever, not just it's a transaction. In the future, we're going to have to go down that road of you guys discipling real estate agents for the business tree of real estate in Jacksonville, but we're out of time. So Jennifer Hendry and Chris Owen from Crossview Realty, how do people find you online? Chris. They can go to, uh, yep, sure thing, www.crossyrealty.com uh, for the, if they have real estate needs for buying and selling. If they would like any information or have a property that needs to be managed, they can go to www.crossviewpropertymanagement.com. Chris and Jennifer, thanks for being on I Work For Him. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. We wanted to take the day today and highlight a couple of sponsors of the luncheon and then a couple of pastors who attended the luncheon and really to hear their stories because it's a job. It's a calling that we don't talk about often enough on I Work For Him, the pastor of a local Four Walls church. What does it look like? What are some of the struggles? So we've got today for the final segment, Pastor Kendall Anderson. And I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about his life and where he's a pastor. So Kendall Anderson, tell us about what's the name of your, welcome to I Work For Him and what's the name of your local church? You know, thanks for uh, having me on today. And uh, our local church is called the Christian Fellowship Baptist Church. Christian Fellowship Baptist Church. All right. So talk to me about how long have you been a pastor? Uh, Jim, believe it or not, I've been uh, pastoring now for 25 years. Okay. And is that a celebration of 25 years have been, or have 24 of those been really, really tough, but a whole year has been really good? I mean, Tell me. <laughs> I, I think more. It's it's really been a, a an experience, and it's been a a lifelong uh, journey for me. Uh, I'm also I also came out of being a bivocational pastor. Okay. I worked for the Jacksonville I worked for the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office for 25 years. Uh, so you know I rode in a patrol car, rode in communities, saw real problems, met real people, and even had an opportunity for being in that particular job to minister from where I was at. And it, it really helped me a whole lot to prepare for being full-time uh, in ministry now, which I am. I retired after 25 years of service with the uh, Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, and I've been pastoring full-time now 
for approximately two years. Okay, but we're going to help you with that language because you were pastoring full time as a deputy sheriff in the in sheriff's department. You it just you just changed the uh, the location of your full time pastorship. I mean, you went from a squad you went from a squad car <laughs> to a uh, to a building, but the ministry That's on good. the streets in the community. You know, enough people don't realize how tough that job is being a... Did you say you were a sheriff's deputy or were you a, a police officer? I, I know that there's really no difference, but they call them different things. Well, well, this, well the thing about that, the why you, you hear me say police and deputy, because uh, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office here in Jacksonville, uh, the the city and the county is consolidated. Ah, okay. Uh, they, cons- they consolidated and brought the city and the county together, and so we're considered uh, police officers as well as deputy sheriffs because of the consolidation Got it. that took okay. place in the city of Jacksonville and the charter. I want to run down that path in a minute, but I first want to con- I want to highlight a couple of things because you're now the you've been bivocational, which is really. That's the way the early church was set up. All the people that were preaching on Sunday were also doing something Monday through Saturday in a in a job. That's and, correct. And, I mean, that's that's. I mean, there's nothing in the scriptures to say. Well, this guy was full time. He's behind the pulpit. That's his only job. Most people, they didn't have that privilege to do that. That's kind of a. It's kind of a twenty first, well, twentieth century kind of an idea. So, yeah. What's the greatest part of your job as a as a pastor of your local church? Well, I can tell you, to me, the greatest part of my job uh, at the church is modeling Christ uh, and talking about his transforming power and his presence to the church. Uh, and it, it's, so, it's so much going on uh, in this 21st century. And the more we model Christ, the more we get other models that try to take us away from Christ. So there's a lot of of things that you have to do for is uh, serving, standing on, on the Word of God and trusting it, that what you preach and what you teach, uh, uh, it resonates in the minds and in the hearts of the people that you lead. Mm. I, I love that. And your model on that, how easy is it for you to be transparent and vulnerable from the pulpit as you're preaching? Well, you know, the transparency is there because, yeah, I live my life every day in a transparent mode because I want people to know that, hey, look, we have the same problems, the same issues that you have to deal with every day. You're faced with those same situations. We are, too. Uh, and that, hey, look, the best way to get through them is to work our way through them and not just try to pray our way through them. I kind of use an expression to us, to our membership and telling others when I talk to them when they try to spiritualize everything and as though, you know, if you just make a prayer and rub on the side of the bottle, your your holy your holy genie will come out to take care of it. And I, I tell everybody, listen, you can't just pray the bills. You have to pay the bills. And that means you gotta do something uh that means that that's that that's that reaches out, that touches individuals that and we have to go through situations and circumstances that everybody else go through each and every day. So uh the transparency of my life uh, is that people see that, you know, some of the same problems they have, hey, Pastor has them also. But guess what? He learns how to lean and to depend on his faith and trust in God and watch the situation come right. to pass. So tell me what's the toughest part about being a pastor in a local church? Uh, well, I would think... Okay, besides the, the people. Part, besides the people. Because there's people... <laughs> That's supposed to be funny. <laughs> well, I think uh, probably the toughest for me is leadership and influence uh, to the body of Christ uh, because, you know, leadership has always been under scrutiny. 
and we got so much crazy stuff uh, that's coming out. And I was reading articles on several things that have happened uh, in the body of Christ, and you know what happened, why they happened. I don't have the answer to them, so I'm not here to be judgmental about what happened in somebody else's life. But uh, the leadership and influence in the body of Christ is so important that we have uh. to be able to lead our lives where other people will be able to follow us off of what we're saying. And I believe the Holy Spirit gives confirmation uh, and revelation about what we're doing and how we're doing. But our lives have to be uh, somewhat, uh, like we just got the other question, transparent. People have to be able to see that, hey, look, I, I can trust you. Uh, not only that, I do trust you. Not only that, I'm willing to follow you in kingdom work. Right. So how important is appreciation in your job as a pastor of a local church, and really, honestly, as a police officer before this, how how important is appreciation to you? Oh, man, appreciation means a whole lot. I can tell you right now, appreciation for this particular uh, luncheon that we're going to, it speaks volumes uh, of care, of concern, and compassion uh, to those who lead and labor uh, in society, uh, in our local community. Uh, it says a lot when somebody says, hey, listen, we recognize you for who you are and what you do, and we just want to say thank you uh, as a gesture of saying, hey, look, uh, you, you not only do you deserve it, but you also earned it, and we want to be the ones that present it to you. And I just appreciate anybody who can recognize how much work it is in leading a local church and being the actual leader of that uh, ministry of that movement. Uh, and I love that. So everybody listening, make sure you take time, not just in the month of October, Pastors Appreciation Month, <laughs> but all year long to let your local church pastor know how much you appreciate their teaching, their guidance, their example that's so, so powerful. Hey, we're talking today with Pastor Kendall Anderson. And, and Kendall, here's my question for you. A lot of our listeners have struggled with this. They come to Christ and they think and they think, well, I gotta quit my job, I gotta go to Bible school or seminary so that I can be so that I can make a difference in the kingdom so that I can go get a church job. But that's but that's <laughs> but that's a mess. That's not where we need people to go. So many people are, I mean, yeah. well, speak to them about how that's not what Jesus had in mind. No, I, I think many of our listeners today uh, can find it to be a, a whole lot more important and vital is that we're in the marketplace. Uh, as I for, uh, said to you that uh, I worked uh, for 25 years uh, in law enforcement, and I've seen some of the worst of the worst. I've seen some bad situations, but in, in those situations, I've been able to minister, uh, to talk uh, to those individuals. And not only that, some of those individuals out of those situations are now local members uh, of our local church and congregation. Uh, the best thing I can say to pastors who, uh, and I, you know, as being bivocational, I, I use that uh, not just as a, a word, but I went to seminary while I was uh, also working. Uh, I had to study. I went at night. Uh, I, when I got off from work, sometimes I had to work what we call moonlighting or off-duty jobs. It kept me busy. It kept me on the cutting edge. But I knew if I was going to be uh, the, the man and the leader that God had called me to be, it's going to take time for me to study. It would take time for me to be committed to that. And here's one a scripture that I really like that I'd like to give to other uh, uh, preachers, uh, pastors who believe that they need to just quit their, their local jobs and just, you know, get in seminary and, and find a church is that before you do all of that, you might want to do uh, what uh, Proverbs 3, 
verses 5 and 6 says, for us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all of our ways acknowledge him or hear him, and he will direct our path. And that's that was right. one of my key, that was one of my key scriptures that helped me right. to overcome the thing of seeing some of my friends and seeing my friends' friends uh, able to acquire churches, doing stuff like that. You know, Pastor Pastor Kendall Anderson. And then calling. Pastor Kendall Anderson, thank you so much for being on iWork. We're out of time. I know it goes fast, but thank you so much. We really appreciate you. And and make sure, listeners, you let your pastor know how much you appreciate him this Sunday. You've been listening to iWork for him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number 4 him.com